The Nucleus Series 4, Lekut HaSichas, Volume 16, the Sicha Yud Shvat, titled Down to Earth. On the annual Yom Lula, day of passing of a saintly man, I quote to you from Tanya, all of his actions, his Torah, and the divine service in which he engaged all the days of his life ascend. And, I continue quoting, the illumination of these supernal lights radiates over all his disciples, who became servants of God through his teachings and worship. And then one more quote, and all the effort of man in which his soul toiled during his lifetime and which remains above in a hidden and obscured state is revealed and radiates in a manifest way from above downward at the time of his passing. And this this also applies every year on his Yom Lula when the illuminations and elicitations of the original day of passing are aroused and draw down again. So hence, on a Yom Lula, it is upon us to concentrate on what was the primary focus of the saintly man's actions, his Torah and divine service, and glean from it a lesson for our day-to-day life. Now, the previous Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak of Lubavitch, his Yom Lula is the 10th of Shvat in the year 5710, which was Saturday, January 28th, 1950. Now, the 10th of Shvat coincides with this year's Gregorian calendar on Wednesday, February 1, 2023. Therefore, it is upon us to find amongst the myriad of all his actions, his Torah and divine service in which he engaged all the days of his life, being a Rebbe, prince of his generation, what was his primary focus? Now, being that Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak of Lubavitch wrote a mimer to be published and learned for the very day of his Yom Ahilula in the year 1950, and this is called, the mimer is called Bosilagani. Hence, we must but look into this mimer to find our answer. And we find in the mimer two concepts. Number one, promptitude, Zerizus. At the end of the mimer, the previous Rebbe speaks of promptitude in Torah mitzvot and quotes, for he, who is he who knows his moment and time, end quote. And this is as the sages state in the Medrash, there is no man who rules to say, wait for me until I do my calculations and until I give orders to my household, and after that I will come. Hence, the Maimah is saying that promptitude in Torah mitzvot is not just a detail of our service, such as we are taught we may not permit the commandments to become leavened. What leavened means to wait too long before we perform them. But if a commandment comes into your hand, perform it immediately. And interesting enough, by the words of the teaching saying, we may not permit the commandments to become leavened, chametz, this means that not only is procrastination not preferred, but even more, by doing that, it becomes chametz, a negative concept. The second thing we find in the Mimer is making a dwelling place for God. At the beginning of the Mimer, it is explained that all service to God is about 
Quote from the Tanchuma, quoted in Tanya, The Holy One, blessed be He, desired that there be for Him, blessed be He, a dwelling place in the lower world. And while this be an all-encompassing concept of each and every service to God, be it in mitzvot observance, or in from ethics of our fathers, all your actions be for the sake of heaven, or from proverbs, in all your ways know him, in all of these things, it's always about making a dwelling place for God in the lower worlds. Nevertheless, on the day of the previous Rebbe's Yom Lula, we must find for which specific guidance he is applying this in accordance with all of his actions, his Torah, and the divine service in which he engaged all the days of his life. Let us begin with understanding the three aspects of this teaching. There should be for him, number one, two, a dwelling place, and three, in the lower worlds. Be for him, the the emphasis here is on him, meaning his very essence, not just for his infinite light or revelations. Number two, a dwelling place. According to Jewish law, the word dwelling denotes that it must be a permanent place of residence and not a temporary one. And number three, in the lower world, in the physical world, which is the most nether of all worlds, and not in the upper worlds of spirituality. Now, all these three details are intertwined. Being that we are speaking of a dwelling permanent without any changes, this can only exist within the for him essence. For only the essence of God is, and I quote to you from Tanya, whose being is of his essence, meaning he is an essential form of being. He is not, God forbid, brought into being by some other cause preceding himself. However, the infinite light was brought into being by some other cause preceding itself, the essence, and hence is not of its own volition. And hence, the infinite light cannot have absolute permanency without any changes. And so too, for this reason, the infinite light is limited to only taking up residency in the higher spiritual worlds which are befitting of it, while only the essence can reside equally in the lower physical worlds as well. And so too, these three points exist in our service to God. Be for Him, our service must be with no other intention than that His will be fulfilled. There mustn't be even spiritual intentions of my being connected to God or even me being the one to fulfill God's will. Number two, a dwelling place. Our service must be of absolute permanence, meaning that there is no intellectual or emotional fluctuations in our service. But rather, there must be but the one and permanent self-sacrifice to the will of God being fulfilled. Now, self-sacrifice means being ready to die for God. However, it also means sacrificing any sense of self, my will, my understanding, my feelings. And the third point, in the lower worlds, our service must be executed in the lower worlds of Torah study and mitzvot observance, and not just in the higher worlds, meaning A, 
not just in the highest study of Torah, of the brilliance of extrapolations and depths of, to, quoting from Isaiah, magnify the Torah and strengthen it, but rather in the study of halacha, the basic Jewish law of day-to-day living, and B, practical mitzvah observance, even when there is no feeling and passion. And here too, by the human service, all three details are intertwined. Only when our service is but for him are all different drives of intentions equal, and hence a dwelling permanent. And then, being that it is all and only about for him, and his will is in the lower worlds, hence our service is focused on doing the lower Torah studies and mitzvah's observance, sacrificing our own greater delight of engaging with higher Torah study and higher mitzvah observance intentions. Now, all these three details are clearly found in the all his actions, his Torah and divine service in which he engaged all the days of his life of the previous Rebbe. The 30 years of his leadership divided into three different eras. From the t- first 10 years, it was in the Russia, after which the previous Rebbe had to leave Russia and the next 10 years were in Poland after which he came to America. And then from 1940 to 1950, he was Rebbe in America. Now, each demanded a total different type of work in the cementing Torah and strengthening Judaism, in which the previous Rebbe's with self-sacrifice had applied himself to all three equally. Now, dwelling permanence. It was no difference whether he was battling Stalinist regime or in Poland or the America assimilation. And his self-sacrifice was not that of Rabbi Akiva who said, when will it, meaning self-sacrifice, when will it come to me so that I will have the chance to do it? That was Rabbi Akiva wanting to do self-sacrifice. But rather, the previous Rebbe's sacrifice, self-sacrifice was as a self-sacrifice of Abraham. Absolutely for him, God, with no personal desire to have the great merit of self-sacrifice. But rather, that if self-sacrifice is needed for God's will to be done, then this too he will do. And so too, even though the previous Rebbe's cementing Torah and strengthening Judaism was on all levels, from higher worlds to lower worlds levels, nevertheless, we can see that his primary focus was on the, in the lower worlds. How so? In Torah study, the previous Rebbe himself focused on opening elementary schools, teaching Torah based on its absolute purity, the way the Aleph Bet and the Torah was taught in its holiness as in the days of old. So too, the previous Rebbe had his students study specifically Torah law in order to then be sent around and abroad to become practical rabbis to community, to strengthen the practical Jewish living of a community. And in mitzvah observance, the previous Rebbe sent emissaries in actual self-sacrifice within Russia and then demanding inner self-sacrifice in Poland and America to open ritual baths, make possible kosher meats, 
open synagogues, and to be teachers in elementary schools, hence building practical lower world Judaism for Jews, wherever they may be, physically or spiritually. The lesson to us, especially on the Yom Lula of the previous Rebbe, is to A, strengthen our study of practical Jewish law, and specifically the volume of Orachayim, which discusses practical day-to-day laws, and B, to strengthen to the Torah studies in Jewish day schools, making sure that A, the Torah studies come first in the day before any secular studies, and two, that the Alephbet and the Torah, with its biblical stories and all, are taught with the timeless purity and faith of our holy people.